You're listening to A Jolt of Joy on the Charisma Podcast Network, and I'm your host, Carol McLeod. Did you know that just three words have the absolute power to change your life? I want to share with you three life-changing words that are found in the book of James. Are you ready for the three words? A greater grace. Oh, that sounded good. Let me say it again. A greater grace grace. You know, my friend, that's what God has for you. This side of heaven, a greater grace. No matter what you have done or where you have been or what you have said, our God has a greater grace for you today. So James 4, 6 is instructing us that God really does have a greater grace for us. And he wants to focus it on our lives and he wants to throw it toward us. But the reason we don't always live in that place of grace is because God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. As we study this phrase that says, God is opposed to the proud, I, I want to tell you one of the meanings of this phrase by my particularly favorite Greek New Testament theologian. It's a man by the name of Rick Renner. And he actually believes that this word proud in James 4, 6 is referring back to people who have made friends with the world in verse 4. Let me read to you James 4, 4 one more time. You adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is hostility toward God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. And so, a believer who turns his devotion to the world or to his own flesh is resisted or is opposed by God. Now, this word resisted or opposed that we find in James 4, 6 is a military term. And it means to militarily order oneself against someone else. Now, this military order, this opposition is not an accidental fly-by-night resistance, but it's a well-planned prepared resistance. God takes it so personally when he sees a believer give his or her devotion to the world that he sets himself in opposition to that believer. Now, he still loves you and you're still going to heaven, but he is going to frustrate your plans and desires. Like a military commander, God evaluates and reviews the situation and then he strategically decides how to put resistance in that person's life, how to frustrate the things that this believer is trying to achieve. Why would God do this? Well, it's to bring the believer to a place of surrender, to a place of humility where God can focus his grace on that believer's life. Now, some of you might be thinking, Carol, this is hard teaching. Well, it's not easy. I know that, but I want to reassure you that God still loves you. You're still going to heaven, but God loves you enough not to allow you to live your life this way in friendship with the world. What do we do? How can we fix it? How can we remedy the situation? James 4, 7 tells us, submit therefore to God, 
Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Submit to God. Resist the devil. Resist the systems of this world. Resist the enemy of God and he will flee from you. You get to determine where the resistance is between God and you. Do you want God to be in opposition to you because you're proud, because you've built alliances with the systems of this world? Or will you build resistance between you and the enemy? Will you force him away from you? And so what we really need to do is to read verses four through seven simultaneously to get the greatest meaning possible from these verses. So let's do it. James four, four through seven. You adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is hostility toward God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that the scripture speaks to no purpose? He jealously desires the spirit which he has made to dwell in us, but he gives a greater grace. Therefore, it says God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. If a believer does not quickly and thoroughly repent from developing a friendship with the world, God will continue to take an opposing stand against this believer's activities. You can rebuke the devil all day long, but your problem in some situations may not be the devil. It might be you and the choices you have made to align yourself with the world and with the enemy of God. God carefully chooses to stand in opposition to the believer who does not have his or her priorities straight. Why does God do this? To get our attention so that we will submit to him. This is truly a manifestation of God's greater grace so that your life is not on automatic pilot, so that you are not in bondage to the flesh or to the systems of this world. You know, I believe that by blocking our way and by resisting our choices, the precious Holy Spirit endeavors to get our attention and to bring us to a sweet place of brokenness where sin is confessed and where fellowship with God is restored. God and the Holy Spirit are so passionate about their relationship with you that the Holy Spirit is unwilling to share you with the world. He's jealous over your life. Make sure that your life is aligned with the Lord and not with the world around you. Make sure that when you make a decision in life, you don't make a decision based on your culture or on your emotions, but on the word of God. Please, my friends, make sure that you're meditating on God and on the principles found in the Word of God more than you're thinking about clothes or homes or vacations or food or education or television or books. Otherwise, God may step forward and deliberately frustrate your plans in order to bring you back where you ought to be. 
he might frustrate your plans in order to bring you to a place of ultimate submission where you can say like Jesus did in the garden of Gethsemane, not my will, but your will, oh God. Are you brave enough to pray that prayer today? To to leave your plans and your desires at the foot of the cross and to look up into the face of the God who gives a greater grace and declare to him today, not my will, but your will, O God. So James chapter four, verse seven starts out by saying, submit therefore to God. You know, whenever you see the word therefore in the Bible, you must figure out what it is there for. And the reason that this word is there at this juncture in scripture, submit therefore to God is there because you don't want God to oppose you, do you? Because you want to be the recipient of the greater grace. So therefore, what should you do? Therefore, you should submit to God. When at a crossroads in life, you must choose God's way and not your way. Got it? When at a crossroads in life, you must choose God's way and not the world's way. Do you understand that? I want to encourage you today to arrange yourself under the promises and the principles found in the word of God. I want you to yield to God's advice. I want you to subject yourself today to the greater plan of God. You know what I want you to do? I want you to obey even if it hurts your flesh. You know what? You don't have a better idea than God. Your flesh certainly doesn't have a better idea than the word of God. God has the best ideas of all time. Did you know this, that your flesh is perfectly 400% happy as long as it's getting its own way? But when you crucify the flesh, when you say, flesh, we're not going to do it your way, we're going to do it God's way, your flesh is going to have a temper tantrum. Your flesh is going to cry out in pain. And I want to tell you, let it cry, let it wail, let it moan. It'll get over it eventually. But the best idea of all time are the ideas presented to believers at every juncture in history found in the word of God. We believe the Bible. And so we arrange our lives under the principles and under the promises found in the word of God. We do it all the time. We do it every time. We refuse to make alliances with the enemy or with the world. We arrange ourselves under obeying the word of God. That's that's our relationship with the Lord. When you love the Lord, 1 John tells us that when you love him, you will obey him. I love that thought in scripture that my love for the Lord is revealed in my daily choices. Because I love him, I want to obey him. You know, being the mom of five kids, I wanted them to obey me. I did. But more than that, I wanted their hearts. I didn't want them to be little robots that that just responded to my voice mechanically. 
I wanted them to obey me out of a love relationship. And so it is with you and God. He wants you to love him. He wants you to submit to him. He wants you to agree with him. He wants you to obey him. That's a picture of a loving relationship with God. Thank you for joining me on A Jolt of Joy. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can also visit my website at justjoyministries.com. It's my passion to help people live an abundant life through the power and principles found only in the Word of God. Email me at carol at justjoyministries.com. And as always, know that I am praying for you today.